bloke. Right. So you, so let me get this straight. You rent an apartment yeah. that is too small for you. A ridiculous. 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 So Where, you can like feel, if, you know, you, you sort of, if you're having a shower, you got one foot in the toilet kind of vibe. That's small. And you put yourself through that. Why? Because you wanted to feel like an oversized guy. Yeah. With a little kitchen. You know, one chair. And what happens to you as an actor? All of a sudden you morph into somebody who's kind of physically just uncomfortable because he's too big for the world? Used to used to being in a room where he's taking up a large part of it. Yeah. And that got you into character? Just a long, tiny little thing. So know? it's wise to hire Russell Crowe for any role, because look at what you're putting into these things. I mean, you're moving into apartments that are too small I, for you. It's my job. <laughs> yeah, what I, I mean, my, but that's I full commitment. I love, I love my job, you know. Yeah. But also, right... For a long, for a long time, Howard, you're dealing with, can I do this? Can I actually really do it? You know? And it's not until, I don't know, man, late in my forties, you know, where you sort of realize this is my shit. You can do it. I can do it. You know? But that means you don't change anything. You just, you know, uh, it, but it does mean that, you know, some of the things, the extremes you went to when you were a kid, you don't necessarily have to do anymore. Because you know it's available to you. Do you hate the first day of shooting when you're not sure if you can pull off I a character? I never sleep the night before. You don't? It's like the first day of school. I never, ever sleep. And now, Still. But now I, I know enough to say to the first AD, <laughs> highly likely when you talk to me on day one, I won't have slept. <laughs> right? So I'll be like a little nervy and stuff like that. But don't worry about it. It doesn't mean anything. No matter how many times you've done this, mm. stepped onto a movie, a new movie, you still are nervous. It's important and to me. Yeah. You know, I have, you know, it's like if I'm doing a show with the band or if I'm doing anything, I have butterflies, I have nerves, I have things that I have to control because it's important to me. Are you a control freak? I always freak? intend to do my very best. Because I was thinking Not about, at all. I read about you when, you, when you got married, you built a chapel uh -huh. and you built it so that the sun would be shining on your wife's face when you married her. On her dress. Yes. Now, I mean, that's a level of control. It's Is really, it? yo, come on. Isn't that just thoughtfulness? No, it is thoughtfulness. But if you're putting that level of care into care, care, good word. yeah, I mean, that's pretty remarkable. But that's not con trying to control. That's like standing there realizing one day, oh, you know, the sun is there at this time of the afternoon. Right. The window is in the wrong place. That's right. So if we move it <laughs> three feet. <laughs> that's not controlling. No, I don't, but I don't think it is. It's like an opportunity wasted. If you see, it's like on a set, you know, if the moment's there, you grab it. I call it respecting the gods of film, respecting the gods of comedy. If the opportunity is there, you must take it. Are you a legacy guy? Do you think about, like, your children watching your movies? Um, I, de I definitely think about how my kids will view things over time. You Didn't know? you take your kids to one of your movies when they were young and they were like completely bored? They were like, hey, dad, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, one of, one of <laughs> Robin Hood it was, wasn't it? You uh, finally decided Robin Hood will be a good movie to show the kids. Well, it started with the little one saying all his friends at school had seen Gladiator. And he wanted to see Gladiator. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, you're like three or four or something. Like, <laughs> they haven't seen it. They're just fibbing to you. And he was like, I really want to see it. So. I set it up one night for him and a couple of other people. I pushed play and, and, uh, 20 minutes later, they wanted to stop. So <laughs> we go up to the, the house care. where my mum and dad are. Right. And we're about, about to have dinner. And my mum's like, my mum's like, um, so Tenny, did you, did you like movies? Oh, grandma, it's one of the worst movies I've ever made. 
dad was just yelling at everybody. He was yelling, and then he lost a dog, and then his son got run over by horses, and it was very upsetting. <laughs> That's the great thing. That levels you, right? That's uh, that makes you one of the one of the one of us. But you know, I think there will be a day where I quite I'll quite enjoy sitting back and right. Watching the sort of things I did when I was a younger guy. I haven't because quite you, got to it yet. But, but you could. But what do you mean? You, you've never. You don't watch your movie. If you're watching TV and one of your movies come on, you won't watch it. Will you avoid it? Um, yeah, I usually just skip past it. There was just recently I did watch something though. Um, I did watch something again at the request of the kids. But you know, I'm going to enjoy in my dotage watching things like a good year and three ten to humor with Christian, as you mentioned yeah. before. You know, what about uh, winning the Academy Award? Was that a big deal to you, or you don't care? It was a gigantic deal at the time. Yeah. Massive, you know. And, and when you have to campaign for the Academy Award, didn't I, I would imagine a guy like you would feel like, hey, fuck you, I don't want to campaign for a Academy Three Award. Three years in a row. Right. I was, I was over it, definitely, you know. And the year you won, you beat uh, Tom Hanks in, um, what, what, when he was on the shipwreck on that island, right? right. Yeah. And Ed Harris. Yeah, that's a, that's um, a tough, uh, that's a tough gang. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Castaway. Yeah. Do you feel competitive with those guys? Or do you really no, get caught up in it? Not at all. I mean, they're all that's, where, that's where it gets kind of, but everybody tries to make it out that way. But it's like, you know, I mean, I love my gig and I love other actors that, that, you know, take me on journeys, you know, so. Did you prepare a speech? I did prepare a speech, yeah. Yeah, and you were up there, you got, you got it all out and you feel. Smashed it. You, feel, you smashed it, but you feel good about it. It was a good performance. Didn't cry. Right. Didn't get lost in the emotions. What I thought was funny is a few years later, Christian Bale won for Best Supporting Actor and he got up there and I think he even forgot momentarily his wife's name. Oh. And, and then he had the, the, the honesty to stand there and go, I'm one of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> these guys can't remember what's going on. I'm fucking up. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it was important to you. It's Can that... I go to the bathroom, man? Oh, wait, I'll let you out of here. How's that? I mean, I've kept you for an hour and a half. It's like torture, have? right? Yeah. 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 Number, now, number now one or really two. it's starting no. to hurt. No. I'll just go for a piss and I'll come back and say goodbye. I'll I'll say goodbye. Watch Russell Crowe in the Loudest Voice premiering Sunday, June 30th at 10 p.m. on Showtime. It's a phenomenal performance. Yes, it is. Uh, Kudos. Uh, Roger Ailes. You know, I wasn't even that interested at first when they sent it over and then I started watching it. Got totally hooked in. Brilliant performance. The great Russell Crowe. Thank you for being here. We'll be back right after these words. The takeaway I have from talking to Russell Crowe is, man, you need a high level of commitment uh, no matter what you do. I mean... He's all in, living in a small apartment just to feel big, you know? Well, like he wanted to have the physical experience. Yeah, yeah. So that he could call upon that. Takes that shit seriously. And then a lot of guys, you know, after a while, they don't take that job that seriously. They stop memorizing lines. They, You know what I mean? Well, you talked about Brando and how yeah. he sort of treated roles at the end of his career. Yeah, and Russell said he was disrespectful. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real level of commitment. You know, everybody else is prepared. Marlon's writing dialogue on them i know <laughs> we ran out of time because russell had to go to the bathroom but i was about to ask him about the, i understand he donated his brain to science really yes and i want to know about that i mean like who asks you for your brain yeah and uh, yeah it, it, did somebody ask or is he offering <laughs> interesting guy right <laughs> very much yeah. so and um i have to say that when he walked in I just broke into the biggest smile because I've had so many hours of enjoyment. Oh, I can imagine what was going on there. And that's a lovely thing to offer to the world. Yes. No, I know you're a big uh, film buff. Yeah. So you love it. But uh, 
I really want to know why Russell's donating. I wouldn't donate my brain to science. First of all, they've they've done this before, even like Einstein and everything, and they never found anything. Well, they do find certain things. They know the map of the brain. They only get that from looking at brains. Well, I'm not giving my brain to anybody. <laughs> I don't want people poking around with me. I just want to go and, you know, get buried or, or you know, be in my mausoleum. Whatever you put yourself in. Yeah, I got to get on that, by the way. You don't have one. No, I don't like actually physically <laughs> own one. Ever. You might get thrown just in the ground, Howard. Yeah. Well, I figure Beth can take care of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, how long does it take to put together a mausoleum? I mean, how long are you going to be up here? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure in two days you could arrange to buy a mausoleum spot, right? Well, the spot, but getting oh. the thing. What thing? Oh, um, they, they 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 could do that after. I just as long as I'm above ground and there's air holes, I don't care. But you'll be. They can't just leave you. What in a refrigerator? No, I want to be in my mausoleum space. But and you you're talking about decorating. They could do that over time. You're you, talking about when, a, I don't even understand. What do you say? It's a it's an actual structure, right? They have it up, I guess, already. No, you buy, they don't. It's like a condo. It's there, and you go buy in. I've never heard of such a thing. Oh, you you mean you think they have to go build it? Yeah. You don't think they have some ready to go? Uh, uh, mausoleums are us, and you just go no. Ahead. Well, I mean, like like at a, at a grave place, I see there's some above ground situation. Right, they're full. Oh well, I'm sure they're building they're new not ones. Open. You don't think so? Oh, gee, I was just anticipating dying and then... No, I think you better get that ahead of time. I got to talk to Russell Crowe about this brain thing. I got to get him back in here at some point. I'm telling you, watch him as uh, this guy, Roger Ailes, who invented Fox News oh. Network. It's fucking unbelievable. It's that good. You know, I, I have that... the same feeling you did. I would not choose to watch it. Right. If somebody was, you know, if I was just tooling through the, oh, right. And you know me. I don't want to see a movie I never him. watch, like, the stuff when somebody comes in to promote because I'm always afraid it's going to be bad. Yeah. And then I'll have to, like, lie. So I was like, eh, I don't want to watch this, but maybe I should because I'm, I'm, I watch Fox News Network. And then I was like, and I'm sort of fascinated by Roger Ailes, but I, I don't really want to see this. And I start within five minutes, you're hooked. Yeah. And I'm, I, I, all they had to say was it's Russell Crowe doing it. Right. And I said, okay, I'm going to watch. And hey, it was amazing. Look who it is, Ralphie. Dude, that was so fucking great. That was riveting. I mean, I could have listened to him for a week. I know. If he didn't uh, have to pee, I probably would have kept going. But yeah, he, I could have listened he literally to him. He ran out of here. Wait, I could have listened to you talking about with him phony phone calls for an hour. This guy's busy making phony phone calls. I, yeah, I know. And I also wanted to talk to him about smoking. I don't know. I'm, I'm still not sure if he still smokes cigarettes. I wanted to ask him about hmm. that. I didn't, I didn't he's get a little weird, but not too out there. I mean, he was great. It's just... yeah. Hey, Gary, so I think we should discuss this, that what? I called for Russell Crowe to come in, and <clears throat> Russell said to Gary, hey, hey, mate, I got to go to the bathroom first. And Gary said, no, 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 Howard needs he's you now. He's calling for you. Hey, so, Howard, he, you were, <clears throat> I literally had the door open, but yes, you're right. Next time I'll say, I, I will. Yeah, let, you could come in and say, hey, Russell <clears throat> asked to pee, and I could vamp. Understood. Yeah. Or you could have bought him a Poland Spring bottle and just done it He could have peed right a in. He's, yeah, he's pretty manly. He probably just would have yeah. peed right on our floor if I gave him permission. <laughs> I should have said to him, Russell, just pee on the floor. We'll clean it up later. Oh, he started talking about his slutty years. I mean, you could have done another hour on that. I know. I try to get to everything, but I still yeah. think... There's a lot there. There's a lot there. Yeah. You know, I love the Marlon Brando story. Yeah. Where he gave, he sent him a book after his death. The book, right? Oh, God, That's amazing. That I like him buying a dinosaur head when he's drunk from uh, Leonardo <laughs> yeah. DiCaprio. Quite a life, you Imagine. know?
Yeah, that kind of. That's what I'd do if I was rich. I'd be so stupid. I'd be buying like you know dinosaur, dinosaur heads. heads. You almost do that now, and you're not rich. Yeah, you're not rich, and I see a lot of junk in your apartment. Oh, yeah, let me think. I think I might have a... Uh, yeah, I think you gave it to me. I think I have a bat skeleton. <laughs> I gave that to you. There was a period in my life where I was buying up the skeletons of animals. Oh, really? Yeah, don't ask me why. I don't know. I was into a weird thing. And then a guy offered to sell me a Chinese woman's skull. Oh. And I got freaked out by that. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far. I didn't, I didn't think it was right to take somebody's head... I went to see that bodies exhibit. Yeah. It really freaked me out. But the, but I had some yeah. weird stuff. I had uh, there used to be a place here on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. I used to go over there and watch the. Um, they take the way they clean the skulls is they take oh. a bunch of maggots. Yeah. They take a, a maggots and put it on an animal's head. You saw that? Oh yeah, I used to go watch it all the time. <laughs> you are a very I, strange I, man I, too. I, I forget the name of the place. It was like Magalin and blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah, it was down in the village, right? And I'd say to the guy who was there, I'd say, "Do you mind if I just sit downstairs and watch the maggots eat the um, <sighs> the heads?" And uh, he was, it was like, like oh. a Nine Inch Nails video." Yeah, it was like my own thing going on. It's like your Broadway. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I, you know, now I think about it, I, I was in a dark place at that point in my life. Yeah, and, you think? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I really was. I didn't even recognize. Thank you for it. not sharing with me then. <laughs> no, no, nobody shared that with me. I used to go by myself. I didn't really want to share. <laughs> no, that. I mean even telling me about it. I didn't yeah. know you did that. I, you know what? I, I knew you had all those skulls around. Yeah. Well, thankfully you came to your senses, and now I have a giant vampire bat skeleton in my. <laughs> yeah. So, I, and people used to buy me gifts from there, but but I gave it all to Ralph, pretty much. Uh, because he's still in that dark space. Well, he yeah. he's a collector of junk. So. Right. Junk, yeah. yeah. So, but know. nicely displayed, I might add. So. Yeah, Who a, knows? But a dinosaur head is something that would be interesting to me. I wonder how big it was. Uh, how did he get it home? Like he puts and it in where do you trunk. put it? Yeah, I don't know. He He's pretty ca casual about it, but... I don't know. It's yeah, fascinating guy. And... Yeah, yeah. I, I gave him some, whatever he paid for it, and I brought him a dinosaur head. I'm like, awesome. He's driving home. He's got a dinosaur head. Yeah, he and Leonardo DiCaprio not knowing what to do with their money. You know, there's a dinosaur head. I I want. I have one, but I want another one. I got to admit, and I got to get rid of this one. That would be cool to have, but I don't know about spending thirty five grand. That's that's a lot of money. But again. What do you yeah, do with it? The dinosaur head, you display it. Like, that's like a cool where? What does it fit in? In your house? office, and you act like it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? That's a dinosaur head. Really? It's a conversation. Did you, guys, did you guys ever look up to see what kind of dinosaur head it was? He didn't even know. That's yeah. the best. That's too. cool. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't take a lot of convincing to buy it. Right. He was drunk. He didn't know what the fuck he has. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, uh... Fascinating guy, great roles. I went back. I was watching Beautiful Mind again, and um, well, uh, he also mentioned that movie, The Nice Guys, which was a great, it was like a yes. buddy cop yeah. movie. Yeah, I went great back movie. and I watched a bunch just to you know get in the in, Cinderella in the Man. Cinderella Man's great. Mm. Yeah. I'm anxious to see this one that he's promoting, the Roger L. You'll love it. You're gonna love it. But yeah, I love those kind of movies. It is so, well, it's not a movie; it's a miniseries. It's, really, it's on well, Showtime. You know I mean. It's very, very dark. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Man, it's really is good. Complete, is he completely covered in in makeup, or yes. can you still kind no, of see no, him? No, no, he's not. Yeah, you see him, right, Robin? You yeah, see he, Russell Crowe. I thought it was a very good use of makeup, because it's not over the top. Right, but that belly they give him. 
He's getting a blowjob from this girl, and you know you can't when, even see her. Yeah, her head is like his belly is so big, and you're like just so oh, disgusting. You didn't even if you didn't see her go right. down there, you wouldn't know he was getting. A I blow, mean, Roger Ailes was physically vile. If he looked even half as bad as what Russell Crowe looked like in that movie, <laughs> you know, it's like a horror movie. Oh my God! It, oh, it is absolutely. Uh, he really is like a monster. Yeah, he's Freddy Krueger. <laughs> you know, you know who is his uh, belly double, Benji. I didn't know oh. that. <laughs> no, I mean at one point he's sitting on the couch, and you know he's going to tell this girl he wants his, you know, he wants a blowjob, and uh, you're just sitting there and you feel her pain. She looks like she's ready to kill herself, but she wants to be big at Fox News. And then all of a sudden you see this belly, and they 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 gave him a prosthetic belly that is the biggest thing you ever saw. What is it, Gary? I got to show you a picture of the dinosaur head. He uh, he sold it at auction for thirty five grand. Let me see it. Ralph is a collector, but I realize he's a collector of my junk. <laughs> oh, wow. What kind of dinosaur is that? Mounted Mosaur Plactorephus Itariscus. What about it? Oh, exactly. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> kind of looks like an alligator head, actually. Yeah. yeah. Is, is it huge or is no. it like? It's like a, a little alligator. I mean, a little dinosaur. Baby dinosaur. Sounds like my vampire bat's cooler than his uh, yeah, stupid philosopher. Yeah, but, but that's but. a dinosaur. You know, that's very yeah. cool. All right, dude. I got to go do All the right. news. and. Uh, okay. I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> like Russell Crowe. This is a relative of the Komodo dragon or something. Oh, okay. So it's a mm. small one. Yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. From what I can read here. It's kind of small print. I like that he gets a divorce and he he funds it like to sell his shit. Sold all his shit off. Well, he made like four million bucks. Wild. Yeah, I love that he again too. I, I'll let you go, but I love that you said he's a collector. I would love to know like all the stuff that he collects, you know, because it sounds like he still does that. Yeah, well, he goes to a movie and he realizes that stuff's worth money, and he he takes it. Yeah, yeah, he's like me. What was the movie Gary that he sold the jockstrap from? Cinderella Man. Yes, yeah, seven grand. He sold it to John Oliver, right? And then John Oliver gave it to the last blockbuster in the in the country, which was up in Alaska, so that they could like use it as a tourist attraction to try to get people to come and still visit them. They displayed yeah. that jockstrap, huh? It was in a big like um, lucite case. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you, Ralphie. Thank you. Bye for now. There you go, Robin. Time for news. Robin, your massive boobs are huge. Huge. I want to suck them while we screw and make you splooge. Sweet. And then I'll titty fuck you too. Gee -gee. Until I do. So squeeze them together. Who's not ever ready for love? Robin, put my dick in between your big boobs. Then squeeze them tight. Don't forget the ball. Fucking your huge titties will make I was sent in by, uh, you know, the Turtles did the original, but that was the Squirtles. Squirtles. <laughs> Are the Turtles still around? Those guys, yeah, they're still alive. Okay. You're talking about, oh, I think, did one of Hello them die? And Aunt, um... I think they're still both still alive, but somebody told me that they're on tour, but only one of them is. Mm. Flo and Eddie, and Flo was closer to us than Eddie was. Yeah, I think Flo is Flo's still alive. I don't know if Eddie is. I think Eddie is. Oh. Well, good. I'm glad they're still around. Yeah. They were nice guys. Yeah.
Well, I know Flo was. Yeah, yeah. Eddie didn't Did like we, those. But I don't think Eddie liked to those. Eddie? Right. <laughs> he actually sent you, Howard, he actually sent you some emails a couple of years ago telling you how much he enjoyed you on Sirius, how much he liked you. Who, Flo? No, Eddie. Oh, Eddie did? Yep. Oh, I didn't. I can never tell if he liked me. That's why I say we, that. He liked you on Sirius. No, we <laughs> he didn't like me when I said. We weren't sure at K-Rock, but he definitely liked you on Sirius. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought Eddie, I thought Russell Crowe owned Eddie's skull. <laughs> Had it on his desk. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. All right. So Eddie's alive and Flo's alive and they're out. But Somebody's out on tour. Someone's out on tour. Probably Flo. Flo loved to be on a tour bus. Would have been funny if Russell Crowe goes, just popped his head and goes, no, I own their skulls. I, they died <laughs> They're not years. here. They're not here anymore. Oh, man. So what's in the news? Well, we talked about this earlier. Lenny Dykstra was at a restaurant eating, and uh, it was a, a sandwich on a hard roll. And he decided to take his teeth out. Yeah. And... Um, Wrapped them. He wrapped them in a napkin and left them on the table when he left the restaurant. And then when he came back, he discovered that they had thrown everything away. They had already cleared the table. So he spent nine hours dumpster diving to find his teeth, which he eventually did. Uh, he claimed, what were they, $80,000 or something, did you say? Yeah, his teeth that? are made out of cartilage. So he Yes, claimed- that's not bone marrow. I mean bone marrow. It was bone marrow. It was bone marrow? Yeah, yeah. His teeth are made of bone marrow. That's so strange. And uh, he claims they're $80,000. So anyway, he did video updates the whole time he was in the dumpster. Right. Uh, 1-1. Nails uh, coming at you from uh, behind New Jersey Mike's. My man, Big Jarrett, I go, so check it. You tell he has no teeth. Yeah, you can't understand a word. Yeah, can't understand a word he said. Nails, the teeth... I took him out because of the sub is a good sub, but it's kind of hard. So I, I left him in the restaurant and whatever. What good are fake teeth if you can't eat a sub with them? Mike's and that's why you shouldn't lose your own. They're here in that dumpster, and me and Big John are going after it. And guess what? Nails never fails. The teeth will be back. All right, nails out from somewhere in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, he wrapped them in a napkin and then they cleaned the tables. Yeah, he just said all that. He um did an update midway through the search. One, two. Okay, Nail's uh, updating on my search. Come on down here. Come on down here. Look, what Nails is doing. He calls himself Nails. What Nails is doing in the third uh, person. Uh, nails. Is looking for my teeth because I broke. What's the deal? This is all on um, Twitter? I don't know where he posted it. Right. Yeah, I was over Twitter. Okay. Oh. Get down to these two bags. I have black gloves. But what it, what I just learned is all the waste that goes out there. There's some good food in here, man. <laughs> hey! Yes. Hear that? Yeah. Ruining his broadcast. He's he's discovering there's good food in there. Yeah. Well, when Wendy he might start shopping at the dumpster. The slow adult community has known that for years. <laughs> and he posts the triumphant video right. when he recovers the teeth. Yeah, Lenny, thanks for checking in. Uh, nails yeah. never fails. Huh? All night, all morning, I just found my teeth. Okay? Believe it. All right, happy Father's Day, whatever. You know, whatever, some days, whatever, good day. But I got my teeth. That's all I give a fuck about. Nails out on Father's yeah. Day. Check it. 
Eighty thousand dollar teeth. I'd be. Able, I mean, you could buy a dinosaur head for half of that. <laughs> uh, so, for those of you who don't remember, uh, Lenny Dykstra is a uh, Mets great. Yes, he was. Who was on the team in '86 that won the World Series? Like, did he put his teeth like right back in after finding them in the dumpster? <laughs> well, they not? were still wrapped in the napkin. Were they? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What, imagine it was like, uh oh. I, I thought these were my teeth. It's someone else's teeth. There's <laughs> like 10,000 10, teeth in there. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure he's not the first one who's done that. Also in the news, Howard, uh, there's going to be a new Batman. And you had said before that people were complaining because Robert uh, Pattinson from Twilight. People are assholes. Was being considered. And uh, so now they are they put the top two contenders that rumors have it head to head. And uh, with the young people, 18 to 29, Robert Pattinson is the winner. He is liked more by young people who usually go to the movies than this other guy. I think his name is Nicholas Holt who was in um, the X-Men series, the, you know, the reboot of the X-Men. But uh, I don't know when they'll be making the announcement of who is actually going to get that role. Well, look, it, I mean, I never second-guessed this stuff. I, I remember people were in an uproar over Michael Keaton playing Batman, and then now everyone's like, he was the best Batman. Everyone thought that physically... Well, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Who is... The best Batman ever. Jeez, there's been a lot of them. Who? Let me give you the names Go you ahead, have I'll... to consider. Go ahead. There's, of course, Ben Affleck, who was the latest one. George Clooney. Uh, Michael Keaton. Christian Bale. And Val Kilmer. Well, Christian Bale was really good. I'm going to go with Christian Bale, I think. Well, then you would be with the majority. Yeah. Christian Bale came out on top, followed by Michael Keaton, then surprisingly George Clooney, Ben Affleck, and bringing up the rear, Val Kilmer. People gave uh, Ben Affleck a lot of shit for being Batman. I thought he was good. I don't know that the scripts were that great, but I didn't think he did a bad job. Do you? I don't think the vehicles were any good. But by the same token, I thought he was a little too old for the role by the time he took it. Okay. But I like, um, what's his name? What's that, his name? That I just said. What's that guy? I <laughs> Christian, get it. Christian Bale. Bale. I couldn't think of his name. He just won the Academy Award for uh, for uh, playing Vice President Dick Cheney. But uh, you still can't remember. Even when I was name. talking to Russell Crowe, I couldn't remember the name <laughs> Christian Bale. I don't know why. But he was, yeah, he was a really good Batman. Yes, he was. I think yeah. he was the best. But Michael Keaton certainly surprised everyone when he played the role first. Yeah. Key in. Key in. From Pennsylvania, you're on the air. I would like to see hey, O.J. O- like as Batman. O- well, he could definitely play a villain. Right. I mean, everybody would love to see O.J. O- play a villain. Hi, everybody. It's me, the villain O.J. Okay, oh, wait, I don't remember O.J. being in the Batman. They just made me be O.J. Hey, Bat- look out. Batman just kill him right up front. Tee-hee. Tee-hee-hee. Tee. All right, Key hey, Real quick. Hey, Howard, I was just wondering, uh, first of all, I think Val Kilmer should be above George Clooney in that rank. I don't know who my number one is, but my question was, is what is your friendship with Ralph? Like, what's the history of that? I'm a big fan, 
since like the nineties, and I never knew that story. Oh wow, that's a long story, isn't it? Well, I mean, I can give you abbreviated. Yeah, I mean, Ralph. The highlights. Ralph used to call into my show when I was on NBC Radio, but I didn't really know him as Ralph. He was just some fan. And uh, I was doing, I think the way I met Ralph was, I hope I have this right, so many years ago, I was doing a New Year's Eve show, and I needed to construct a giant penis that I wanted. I wanted to be on stage <laughs> doing like a ventriloquism act with my penis. And I needed, I didn't have any money, so I I was trying to somehow construct something where I could work it like a puppet, but it was coming out of my pants. So Ralph, I guess, got in touch with one of the guys who worked here, maybe Gary. And yeah, he wrote, yeah, Ralph actually wrote us a letter. And if I remember correctly, he had like some drawings and stuff like it was good enough for us to contact him. Yeah, and we didn't really have a lot of options. Ralph was a parking lot attendant, meanwhile, at that point. He worked in a wow. parking lot. He didn't go to college or anything. He got out of high school and he worked in a parking lot. And so, um. Well, I, he was very young at that time. Yeah, he was a kid. He was like right out of high school. And I was, and he was like, hey, I'm a big fan. And I drew these uh, drawings and blah, blah. I heard how we're talking about he needs a giant penis. And, uh, I looked at it and I went, well, let's give it a shot. Of course, being the asshole I am, I didn't even try it out beforehand. I just went on stage with it that night. And it didn't work. <laughs> I was totally, Surprise. I was totally fucked. <laughs> the, 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 the thing didn't work. I just said, the audience, this thing doesn't work. It was horrible. A bad show. And, because that was the big centerpiece, me talking to my penis on stage. But uh, I was caught with my pants down. <laughs> That's it, awesome. So and I think I was pissed off. I, no, not at all. I think I was pissed off, and I said to Gary, what the fuck is with this guy who designed the penis? It didn't work. I remember that he also designed a bald cap for you for the same show. I can't remember why, but I remember he came in. And you go, all right, listen, buddy, you got 10 fucking minutes. And so I, I, I remember Ralph saying, you know, you know, give Ralph 10 minutes. That's never enough time. Right. And so I think after that, you were pissed at him. I and was. Then, and then we started doing the Channel 9 show. We started to do the Channel 9 show. And I needed a guy like, you know, on Saturday Night Live, how they can, like, make up people to look like famous people. So I needed yeah, one yeah. of those. But we had no money. Our whole budget was $50,000. So I needed somebody who worked cheap, and then Gary. If I could jump in here, yo, know, I remember you came to me and said to me, "Oh man, uh, <clears throat> this guy. You remember the guy with the penis? He 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 wants it." And I go, "Get that fucking guy! No way!" And you go, "Well, he'll do it for like almost free." And I was like, "Oh, okay." What happened was we get to Channel Nine. And I guess he wrote a very similar letter to Dan Foreman. So Dan kind of hired him without telling us. And when I walked in, I go, isn't that the guy that we had for New Year's Eve that we didn't like? <laughs> yeah. I was like pissed. But then, but Ralph was actually really good on the channel. He was good on the, good channel. On the yes. channel. Yes, he was. Yeah, he would make me up as different characters, and he was really talented at it. And uh, then he would do, he also did my hair. He did all my character makeup. And then he was, and then he started dressing me too. And I was like, this motherfucker's earning his money. The only thing I will say is, Ralph was very good at everything, but he started to frustrate some of the people there because he didn't work at the speed that they wanted for television. Yeah, but that wasn't fair. He was working alone. Yeah, and, I mean, all by himself. That's true. You know, to dress me up to look like Ted Kennedy with full makeup. And plus, or I was Larry King. Yeah, and I was difficult because, like, you're really supposed to go into a full head mask. Right. And you're do it, supposed to do a full mold, but I'm looking at this guy going, I'm not letting him put me in a full mold. I yeah, can, you were always afraid you wouldn't come out. I'll be asphyxiated by this maniac. <laughs> he did other stuff for us, too, because you remember, like, we had Gary Busey on, and we did uh, the Head Injury Club for Men. Yeah. And I, we, and you were wearing something on your head where shit just kept oozing out of right. it during the interview. Well, that was applesauce, yeah. Yeah, but he yeah, would do a no, lot of Ralph, Ralph's really talented. And I used to say to Ralph, Ralph, 
You want my advice in life? You got to you got to focus on one thing. Either become a hairdresser or become a stylist or become a um makeup guy in the movies. You know, I don't want a job. I don't want to I don't want to just work for one thing. I'm I'm multi-talented. I He's still trying to figure out what to do. Right. When, uh, when do you think he's going to make up his mind? Oh, soon. I figure he's got to make up his mind soon and get a career going. Uh, I don't want to be like just working on a set, uh, making um, horror masks and things. I can do other things. And I was like, oh, well, dude, you had to pick one. What is it, Ralph? <laughs> I'll let you know. Matter, getting, de- getting, getting depressed <laughs> listening to your life. Yeah, you know what? I was going to. I still complain about Ralph. To, I still complain about Ralph to my wife. I go, this fucking I'm guy had so much. This fucking guy had so much talent. Goodbye. Why? No, That's kidding. how the best of friends meet, though. It's like you. It's something odd or something that they annoy you with, and then down the road, it's like you just meet them, and then you just keep hanging out and they grow on you well he's a talented guy ralph as talented as can be but he could never settle on one career because he's so talented and then and then um, no, i'm add i'm like i like doing this i like yeah, doing yeah, that yeah, but yeah, i'll yeah. just correct you real quick i i was it doing work in a parking lot but i was also um like getting started doing makeup effects and i was doing films and things like that and i had sent you a bunch of pictures because i was just a fan of the show i was like if you ever need anything and Gary called me and blah blah blah. Right, and, and you made the penis. But the funniest thing, but the funniest thing, that giant penis. I was, you know, I was living at home at the time, of course, and I'm busy because you got to sculpt it, you know, and right. make molds and stuff. And I didn't have anywhere to do it, and I'm doing it in the kitchen, and my mom comes <laughs> home one day and sees it. <laughs> and I'm trying to hide it. It was just really awkward. Yeah, he was really good, but like Russell Crowe says, you know how you have to concentrate on something and put all go all in. Ralph won't do that. Like that's what frustrates me about Ralph. Well, you know, uh, Ralph thinks he's a Renaissance man. Well, he is. I, I, but... No, no, I don't. You know, that's just you know, that's you just being nasty, Robin, because you can't help it. But what? Um, I was easily, giving you a compliment. I'm <laughs> easily yes. Yeah. Right. I'm easily distracted. I'm like, okay, I like this, I like that, and I'm all over the place. So right. I don't know. All right. What but anyway, that's do? how I met Ralph, and we've been friends ever since. And you know, he's a good guy. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. He's a, a screwball, but I love him. But Howard, can I ask yeah, a question? Well, so are you? I'm not a screwball. I'm very normal. Yeah. At <clears> what <throat> point? In, at what point working did he, did Ralph go from um, worker to friend? Oh, I don't know. You know, Ralph. Wait, would, they had to spend a lot of time together. Yeah, he had to shave my belly. But right. At what point did you <laughs> say to yourself, "This is a guy I would just I will hang." I don't out know. With. I just you know what it was. We were hanging out so much working that yeah. uh, don't forget with the Channel Nine show and various live th- events, and then what he started doing my hair and he was doing um, he was dressing. Yeah, we got me. friendly, but you know that was always weird too because people that bothered people yeah. like you know yeah, people I didn't like it. The other. Yeah, Jackie, and all. Like, I was friendly with Jackie, and then all of a sudden I got friendly with you, and all of a sudden I was an enemy to Jackie, because I was friendly with you. It was weird, you know? Well, that's the weirdness of Jackie. No, that's the the norm. Yeah. (laughs) That's how it went. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I was the enemy. (laughs) For some reason. We got to get back to news. So, uh, Kean and Ralph, thank you. Thank you, Howard. Uh, awesome app. I love it. I love seeing the beautiful Robin. She's worth it. Fred, your whole team, the best show it's been. Thank you. He and everybody Thank from uh, Pennsylvania. Thank you. Bye. Bye for now. All right, back to Robin in the news. 
I understand they're very lightweight and easy to wear. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that would be good for you. I'm th- I'm, the other night I was fantasizing to see you walking around in broken glasses. <laughs> I'm looking at the paper today and it was almost like um, this has got to become a movie one day. Did you read the story about the guy who put out a hit on his father? Yeah. They're in a mob, I guess. They say this uh, dad was an associate of the Bonanno crime family. And his 41-year-old son, Mm. for some reason, decided it was time to get rid of old dad. And so I think he paid somebody $200,000. I thought those guys were so into family and they like, you know, the father is like a big deal and respected. But oftentimes you find that there's this kind Mm. of internecine battle difficulty where the kid is ready to take over and the dad won't step down. Right. Maybe that was it. I don't know. It's like Prince Charles and his mom. Well, he's not knocking off Queen Elizabeth. No, but I mean, I'm sure he's annoyed with her. (laughs) Probably figured she'd be dead by now. You know, he's going to be one of the shortest reigning monarchs ever. She might outlive him. You know, he's already... 70-something. Right. I know. And she's still going along. Oh, yeah. No end in sight. Her mother lived to be over 100. Hmm. So that's amazing. But anyway, this uh, 41-year-old guy paid somebody to bump off his dad while he was waiting for his coffee at Hmm. a McDonald's drive-thru. Wow. Wow. And then he decided he was going to take out his older brother, I think, as well. But that one didn't work out. And these uh, incidents came to light because they've had some big roundup of this group. Mm. And now in Brooklyn, the the court papers show all of this. He could wind wind up doing life in prison for uh, the murder of his dad. Wow. Just crazy stuff. Yeah. The kid you brought into the world. What happened to the good old days? Like the Godfather where people respected her they, dad. You know, um, none of the Godfather's kids right. would have ever dreamed. No. Sonny loved uh, Marlon Brando. And so did Michael. Michael loved Marlon Brando. It was Fredo who wanted to bump off his brother. Fredo was a fuck up. <laughs> he really was. But they all love their dad. Sure. So anyway, yeah, that was kind of, I said, that's got to be a movie one day, right? I can handle things. I'm smart. <laughs> I'm like everybody says. Like, dumb, I'm smart and I want the spit. I like when he goes, Michael, I'm your older brother. I forget what Michael says back to him, but he's like, Fredo. Fredo, he's, I love you. Yeah. But don't ever disrespect me again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, The ratings for the final episode where James Holzhauer loses on Jeopardy. Yes. Got a whopping uh, 14.5 million people to tune in. That's a lot. That's a huge rating in television these days. So he was a big ratings winner for Jeopardy. And just to show he has a heart, he was invited back to, I think, what is his hometown to uh, walk in a parade to fight uh, pancreatic cancer, which is what... um, 
Alex Trebek, the host of Jeopardy, is suffering from. Right. And he said, I can't be there in person, but I certainly will donate a thousand dollars. Oh, so very nice. He's uh, paying tribute to Alex. And speaking of uh, Alex's, Alex Jones was sanctioned by the judge yesterday in that uh, Sandy Hook lawsuit case. Because he was trying to imply that the defense attorneys or the attorneys for the Sandy Hook families that are suing him tried to plant that child pornography on him. So the judge called him into uh, order and said, stop the nonsense. What it appears is that people were sending email to Alex's InfoWars website. Right. And child pornography was embedded in it. And then he had to do this disclosure thing because of the, the lawsuit. And he, they don't even think he looked at the materials that were produced. They don't think anybody in the organization looked at them and it doesn't look like he looked at them, you know, so this just me might be stuff planted by, you know, some, what do they call them? Trolls. Trolls. (laughs) Right. Got it. So, uh, you know, maybe that's just a little confusion, but, uh, they stopped him from accusing the defense attorneys or the attorneys for the families of uh, planting that stuff in the files they got from him. That was wrong. Now, yesterday we had a long discussion about marijuana. Weed, yeah, weed. Because we were talking to Brent. But today I see that marijuana use among pregnant women, especially during the first trimester, has doubled in the United Jesus. States. Like what? I thought pregnant women were afraid to take take anything. Why do people aren't that into their kids? <laughs> That's what that says to me. It's like not all you know. Not all these moms are that into it. Over seven percent, or one in fourteen pregnant women, say they've used marijuana in the past month, according to wow. researchers. Pot use in pregnancy has doubled. Jeez. And is most common during the first trimester, according to the government research. That cannot be good. No, of course not. That marijuana crosses the barrier. Your baby's getting high. Right. They said that um, marijuana could increase chances of premature birth and low birth weight. Animal studies have linked high doses early in pregnancy with fetal brain abnormalities. See? That's why the first trimester is really crazy, because that's when the baby's developing all of its organs. That's why I call it miscarriage <laughs> But whether typical use in humans poses similar risks is unknown. So since mm. it did that with uh, in animal studies, they're not sure that that translates to humans. But why take the chance? Right. Of course. Ah. Just bizarre what people do. A lot of people don't want their kids being smarter than them. So, <laughs> Well, that's one way to stop it. Yeah. <laughs> They've discovered the perfect solution. There's a lot of toddlers are passing out and wearing heavy metal tattoos. <laughs> and wearing helmets so they that's don't right. hit their heads when they fall to the ground. Mm-hmm. Also in the news, Howard, did you hear that? I think this was on uh, Long Island or in Queens. In Queens, uh, EMS... And the police 
were called to a park because they thought a dead infant had been discovered. And so all these emergency personnel rushed into the area, the police rushed into the area, and the EMS as actually declared the baby dead. That's how realistic it looked. Right. And then when they flipped it over, it had something written on it. Crawling, the crawling dead. Oh, didn't say Baba Booey? <laughs> no, oh. they used the crawling dead instead. So it was just a doll. And now the police are looking for the people who planted it because they wasted a few, quite a few man hours. Right. Trying to take care of what they thought was the body of a dead baby. And uh, I guess there are some dead baby jokes going around. Lindsay Lohan is losing that MTV reality show, Beach Club. It will not be back next season for season two, according to page six. I know she came in here and promoted it. But uh, the, the weird thing was, as I pointed out, she was barely in the show. Like if, if yeah, they, it was supposed to be based on that. I think it's the Vanderpump model, right? That you get a bunch of young people that people like to watch, and have them all involved in trying to do a job and having affairs and doing whatever. Right. It's and Lindsay would only pop in every once in a while. Yeah. No. The only thing you want to see is Lindsay. They didn't get that memo, right. and so even the Greek nightclub where the show takes place is being closed. So, oh, well. I guess it didn't work out. Back to the drawing board, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All of a sudden, I can't find something that I had here, but I'll just go on. You better find it quick, because I'll pee. <laughs> now I have to pee. Oh, no. I, after Russell Crowe said that, right after that, I was, like, running to the bathroom. Right. All we need to hear is a suggestion. That's right. We all, <laughs> we all came down with it. Right. Uh, I love this. Mayor Pete of South Bend, Indiana, who's running for president, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, he's still mayoring. Right. He's ordered the city's police chief to reaffirm his policy on body cameras. Buttigieg made a call Tuesday after Eric Logan, a 53-year-old black man, was shot and killed by a white officer on Saturday. The officer says Logan approached him with a knife but didn't activate his body camera during the account or encounter. Buttigieg canceled fundraisers on the campaign trail to return to South Bend after the incident. He's expected to talk about the shooting at a public safety swearing-in ceremony today. Oh, so I didn't he's know that. still watching what's going on in South Bend while he's out on the campaign trail. You mean a police officer has to put the body camera on? I don't know. I guess they do, though. I mean, you wouldn't want it on all the time. Yeah, but like if you're just sitting in the patrol car or going to the bathroom. Well, what's the point? If you can turn it off, then, you know, who's going to think of it in the middle of like a, a gun battle or some dangerous situation? I better turn it well, off. Well, when you're driving up to the situation, you're supposed to, to put it into effect because it's supposed to get the beginning, the middle and end of every encounter. Yeah. Mayor, I mean, Mayor Trump, <laughs> President Trump <laughs> right. announced his candidacy yesterday. Jitties. Yes. And he uh, had a rally once again. You know, he loves his rallies. Right. And so at the rally, he was at not attacking the people running against him now. It shocked everyone 
that the president was attacking the people he attacked last time he was running. Yeah, I saw on the news he was attacking Hillary Clinton again. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. It was like, why are you talking about Hillary Clinton? She's gone, dude. You beat her. <laughs> you got a new set of people now you got to deal with. Do you see them over there? All of a sudden, I've lost the numbers. Let me see. What do you want? The uh, Hillary? Uh, I want pro- I mean, President Trump. But one sixth. I don't want that one. All right, here I got President Trump talking about Hillary. Okay. Yeah. If you want to know how the system is rigged, just compare how they came after us for three years with everything they have versus the free pass they gave to Hillary and her aides. After they set up an illegal server, destroyed evidence, deleted and acid washed 33,000 emails. It says here he went on to attack Geraldine Ferraro and Walter Mondale. <laughs> I said, what year is this? <laughs> well, hey, like, is this an old piece of well, tape? It worked out the last time. Maybe just keep attacking <laughs> Hillary and you'll, you'll get a second term. Who knows? And then he has the crowd help him choose a new campaign slogan. One five. All right. What do you say? The system is rigged. Isn't he the system now? How can it be? Uh, well, he's talking about mm. the see, Other system. It's not. It's all about the collusion. He never colluded. Oh. The system was rigged against him okay. and colluded. I'm going to go make America great again, then keep America great. Let me just hear by your cheers what you like. So make America great again. Yay. Yeah, there you go. That's a winner. Crowd likes it. How about this one? Fuck the Mexicans. Ha! <laughs> That's their favorite of all. Hit them with the high. No, so it's going to be keep America or keep America great. Keep America great. All right. How about lock her up? Campaign slogan. Well, they did chant that. They did last night. You know, yeah. they brought back an oldie but a goodie, and so they were screaming, "Lock her up! Lock her up! How about lock like her up. Hillary's pussy smells? <laughs> like really go for the gusto this time around. I I got a million of them. Well, I just don't understand when he's going to get to the people he's running against now. Oh, he is. He's got a slogan. Bernie Sanders has saggy balls. <laughs> they were chanting it. You didn't hear. It. Oh, Donald's on the phone. Let's see. He's oh. calling in from the rally. He's still there. Okay. He says it's going so well he doesn't want to leave. Yes, Donald. Hello, cat-loving Howard. Hi. Is Hello, that- foreskin Fred. Hello, black-boobed Robin. Wow. <laughs> so we all have our nicknames now. Look, Howard, it doesn't matter how much I lie. These gullible dipshits still believe in me. How many people want me to build a wall? Is he still at the rally? Yes. It's going on 37 hours. (laughs) Trump wins, America loses. Right, meth heads? Meth heads. (laughs) The crowd loves you. You know how to turn on a crowd, my friend. Well, guess what, people? I'm not building shit. And now I'm going to drop my pants and fart on you. All of you. Oh. <laughs> they love it. They love it. Yeah. Tell them you're going to accept dirt from foreign countries. Oh, well, the rally's going very well. Yes. Yeah. Well, I understand that people were already <laughs> camping out and lining, you know, like for days right. waiting for that Trump rally. 
to occur. Well, it sounds like it was a lot of fun. Yes. Senator Bernie Sanders is responding to the launch of the Trump campaign. All right. In a live stream video following Trump's rally in Orlando, the Vermont Independent blasted Trump's character. 1-8. We have a president who is a racist, who is a sexist, who is a homophobe, who is a xenophobe, and he is a religious bigot. Wow. Okay. And then Sanders says Trump is totally out of touch with what American or Americans actually need. 1-9. He is a man living in a parallel universe, uh, a man way out of touch with the needs of ordinary people, uh, and a man who must be defeated. Wow. You know, we can't chant any of that. Yeah, you, need a, you need something a little <laughs> less kind of sleepy. <laughs> Say he's orange and leave it at that and have everyone scream. Yeah. Right. You got to get in there. not going to do it. Get in the people. fight, my friend. You got to kind of, you know, have some slogans, catchy slogans. Yeah, that we can chant and get behind. Meanwhile, um, Senate Majority Leader, you know, from time to time. Yes. The term reparations has been batted around. I'm for reparations, by the way. And reparations are about uh, compensation to people who are the descendants of slaves. I'm for it. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. I'm for reparations to black people. Well, it's not the all black people. It's the people who were the descendants of slaves. It's all black people. No, every black person in America was not a slave. Oh, I can't tell who was a descendant from a slave or not. <laughs> See, I gotta that's give why it, I always say this is going to be a problem. Nah, let me handle this. <laughs> Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says there's no need to pay anyone reparations for slavery. At a press conference yesterday, the Kentucky Republican said, America has done much to make up for the original sin of slavery. Not really. Including fighting the Civil War, passing civil rights legislation, and electing an African-American president, Barack Obama. See, the so way we I, got a president. The way I look at it is that, you know, being born white into the country means that you have certain advantages and but what what the what this country did to black people was they just ripped their families apart, they enslaved them, they didn't pay them. So what would be wrong? And, and it basically ruined the family structure. So what would be wrong with saying, okay, we're going to give you an advantage now. You can have some money, and uh, use we're going to compensate you for work that your your forefathers put in yeah. that they never got paid for. Yeah, I, I, That's I don't. All. Have, I don't have an objection to that. You believe in reparations, right? I'll take them. <laughs> You were not. You were. You're from Jamaica. Don't you try to pass yourself? Well, off. you can't tell. Oh, I. You can don't tell. know. We've been we've been lying about that for years. <laughs> he went on to say, "No one alive now was responsible for slavery." A House subcommittee well, meets today to discuss reparations. Yeah, but you know, come on. But it's always that that attitude. I never had no slaves. Well, no, there aren't slaves during your lifetime. Hey, but uh, they were just these people. First had jobs that only gave them room and board, and they got beaten, and all kinds yeah. of things happened to them. And then they were just thrown off the land. You could shell out a couple of bucks for that, I would think. Right? No big deal. I'm, I'm with you on this. Yeah, you know, but that was just, it was an unceremonious uh, introduction into poverty, mass poverty. Right. So uh, that's the difference. Hey, I'm... 
I'm a, I'm pushing for uh, Jewish slaves who built the pyramids in Egypt. Where's my money? <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I'm I'm all about this. You're all about it. You're oh, going for yours. I want someone to pay me. Uh, oh. Meanwhile, the House lawmakers are rejecting the Pentagon's new policy on transgender troops. The Democrat Democratic controlled uh, body voted 243 to 183 yesterday to block funding to enact the policy, which uh, they say is discriminatory. President Trump says banning transgender troops will improve military readiness no, and unit cohesion. He's wrong about that. Anybody who wants to serve in this country who's able-bodied, I say thank you for your service and let them serve. I don't care if they have a penis, a vagina, or they're in the middle of transforming into a vagina. Well, it's not that you can't serve at all. Uh, the policy requires soldiers with gender dysphoria to serve as their biological sex. I don't, and I don't bans people with a history of dysphoria from joining unless they have been stable in their gender for 36 months. If you can shoot a gun, I don't care what you wear. Get out there and fight. Those are brave people. Oh, do you care that Victoria's on the phone, Robin, from Pennsylvania? It's the first time she ever listened to us live, and she's loving it. Oh, wow. This, this might be a nice little a commercial. A new listener? Is that right, Victoria? Hey, now. Hey, now. Not a new listener. Been listening since uh, you kicked the bell off the air in Philly. Oh. oh. But I've worked my entire life, always worked during the day. Never got a chance to listen live. I'm retired oh. now, and I'm listening live, and it's so wonderful. Oh, beautiful. Oh, that's right. I know. Oh, I you know. sound like Brent. Thank You're you going to pass out. I love you, <laughs> love you, love you. Howard, I'm like your age almost exactly, and I can't even believe You're I'm 40? Like, <laughs> yes, wow. exactly, yeah. exactly. All right, Victoria, and, uh, I like it. Thank you very much. I love you. Love All the right, pro baby. interview. You guys yes. have a great day. Thank you. Too. Baba Booey to y'all. So steamy. Um, I hung up after she told me she was my age. Right. I know you lost interest interest rapidly. (laughs) Uh, uh, David Ortiz's condition has been upgraded to good, so he's getting better and better. Good. That's the baseball player. Yes. And I think we will end it there today. All right, Robin. And then I'm going to go pee. But first, I'm going to tell you about Zip Recruiter. (laughs) 